The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. on the very good adventuring team <laughs> you guys are in the marshland now by the way the wall is far behind and whether that's due to distance or the persistent mist that's crept up all around you it is out of sight i would assume that you guys aren't running because you're the laziest wizard in the world all right we're going fast fast we're going fast rolling for fast he didn't have <gasps> a Ooh, exciting terrifying yeah, I'm terrified at this point. I just saw a guy riding path with no head. I'm terrified. That's fucked up. Yeah. No. And I gave away all my gold because I didn't want to get rid of my Warhammer. Oh, that's this right. Well, give me just a second to put a Warhammer <laughs> back in your character sheet then. Uh, <laughs> you only get one reaction per round. Son of a bitch. You could run towards Melvin. He's here. He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, help me! Tell me a little bit more about this prison. It's made out of steel, and there's a steel floor, and there's steel bars, and the bars are close enough where they can't punch or bite through to get to Kolvik, and it's really strong. Well, as much as it pains me as a DM to uh, accept, I don't think that there is anything that these things could reasonably do within this uh, donut prison that you have made for them. Guess we can just have to burn them alive then. Burn them alive and then turn them into hamburger. You can hear the banging and clashing of weapons and armor. You discover a group of skeletons fighting amongst themselves, banging and crashing into each other, clearly trying to settle some ancient score. I'm going to do a second wager for you. Three magic beans that uh, Red's going to go ahead and take the first kill. Why don't you bet me to get your decanter back of squirting? Okay, three magic beans (laughs) for my decanter back. (laughs) No, I'm keeping that decanter. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I don't think we're going to see who wins this battle. Skeletons have been going at it for some time, I would imagine. Whatever. With that, with that, I'm actually not going to bet you and pout off to the side now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you bet ten gold, Rasco, that a, a red will drop next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take. I'll. Uh, well, I was betting that blue will win. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I won't take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll bet ten gold that blue will be the next to drop. <laughs> I will take that bet. I have no favorites. I just like the action. <laughs> Alrighty. 
Yeah. Um, we got ten gold online. <laughs> ten gold that blue is the first to drop. All right, let's let's do this. Um, Melvin, I'm going to go against you, and Roscoe, you're going to go against Kolvik. And uh, Roscoe, we'll say that you and I are um, that we're red because you want blue to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just do combatant to combatant, and whoever's higher is going to drop the other one. So, Melvin, I got a 15. I got a 7. All right, so you get your bet, because uh, that's minus 1 blue. And what'd you guys get? I got a 12. I got a 16. That's minus 2 blue on the first round. Ouch. Oh, yeah. We should never roll together again. <laughs> this happened last time, too. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I got a 6. I got a 15. Well, that's minus a red. 3 to 2. I got a 13. I got a 10. That's minus 2 red. It's an even score. 2 to 2. Oh, I got a 16 over here. 7. 20. Oof. Oh. 13. It's still even. It's Got down you. to the last two here. Uh, so let's say, just because you guys were the ones that made the initial bet, let's go Roscoe versus Melvin. All right. 20. Really? Oh, 8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the last, last ones are one blue and one red. And the blue one has got a big-ass war hammer, and it just swings down and crushes the skull of the last red one. And uh, and then just kind of stands there and like is looking around. Like, Can I tell if these are creature rating greater than two? Uh, skeletons are pretty shitty. They're like a quarter or a half or something like that. Okay, I'm going to zap him with my clerical level and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. I don't think you even got a roll for that. I think that's an automatic destroy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so the last one standing there, and it's like you can see a He's little like, bit yeah. of like, <laughs> yeah. and then it just boof blows away. Still, my decanter. God, you should have opened with that. Like, that's the first one. You should have said, "I bet they all just die," and then killed them. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, this was a lot more fun. All right, back to journeying, Kolvik. We're over to you on your roll. A good little bit of entertainment for a random. Uh, three. Another three. Uh, nothing happens with my roll over here. Roscoe? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Two will spark a chance. The very good at rolling bad team. Uh, that is a number we've rolled already, so that encounter is gone. Melvin? Four. Uh, that's a new one. So what do I got on that one? 14 trolls. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any, sp- or you didn't get those spell slots back, so. I did, though. Arcane oh, re- that's right. You got your, your arcane re- recovery, and I didn't use anything above a sixth level. Nice. Above a fifth level, so. Man, I really do need to do the gritty realism rules or something to burn you guys out. As you're walking down the road, you approach a group of vultures on the road ahead of you. As you approach, they angrily squawk and scatter to the sky and uh, in the land around you. You see what they were pecking at is the body of a gnome, or at least what's left of it. Strapped to its back is a set of mechanical wings. The gnome and the wings are utterly destroyed. Well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Can we tell if there's any markings on the tree like the troll ran into it with his rock, his wings? 
The what? I'm trying to figure out like how this thing died. Oh, it looks like it. Um, I don't think you even need to do really like an investigation roll or anything. Like it looks like this thing fell out of the sky. Well, the wings worked. Uh, I'm gonna put worked in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> worked. Uh, I don't know. I'll go up and like kind of poke the wings. They look kind of interesting. So I'm just kind of like, yeah. Can I fix the wings? Look at these things. Uh, no, they're like they're fucked up, but they are interesting. Do we want to? I mean, one of those things. Do we want to bring him back alive? Is he any worth of interest to us? Oh, you wouldn't be able to bring this guy back alive because you you have to have a whole corpse, I think, to oh, bring someone back to life. And this thing was just kind of getting eaten by the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's missing fine. enough. You can you can only really tell that it's a gnome by like size. Welcome. These sightseeing things suck here. <laughs> What's the gnome doing flying around out here? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I don't know, man. We move on past, I suppose. All right. Yeah, a lot of these are just kind of for flavor. I mean, old Noam Chomsky there. I mean, you don't know which ones are for flavor, but I will tell you that that one was just. I don't know. I saw something that reminded me or made me think of that, and I thought it was interesting, so I threw it in there. Anywho, Kolvik, last roll of day one. Come on. One. Yes, we hit one, two, three, and four. And unfortunately, my roll means no encounter. Uh, So there you are at the end of day one. And doot, put that where it is. Copying and pasting things around here to get the right number of things by the other things. You guys said you are not going to do the forced march part, right? <clears throat> um, like, make a longer day? Do we want to make a longer day? I feel like we could today. We kind of got that short rest. We didn't really hit too much else. We could maybe make this a longer day than usual. Sure. All right. Let's um, pound it out for a few more hours. All right. What that's going to mean then is four more rolls for the day. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, let's see here. So Kolvik did that last one. Roscoe? Fifteen. Fifteen does not incur an encounter. Melvin? Two. <laughs> Two at least gets a roll. That does not mean an encounter. Kolvik? Nineteen. 19 is good enough to avoid. And back around to Roscoe. 18. 18 is good. So you guys managed to get an extra 50% distance in one day. And you do, as of right now, have a level of exhaustion added to you. The way you get rid of a level of exhaustion is completing a full night's rest. Uh, with eating food, I believe, is what it says in the book. It's a good job on the extra distance cover. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. High fives. Nice job, guys. All right. Uh, And then I'm just going to resume the order that I kind of had earlier. I just added in the four there. So, Roscoe, give me another roll for the first night's worth of resting. Assuming you guys do your standard resting routine. Seven. All right. That not result in an encounter. Need to make these odds worse for you guys. Melvin. 19. That was a good snap, man. No encounter there. Kolvik, give me one last one for the night. Jeez, man. Uh, nine. Get it in the box. Eighteen. Eighteen. You successfully go an entire night without any ill effects, and you regain your one level of exhaustion, and we begin day numero dos of your travels. Uh, so let me just mark down real dose quick. Dose for today, or like... 
What's our total number of days? We have several days in our belt already, don't we? Uh, so you guys traveled through the wasteland part of it, and that was, I think it came out to be two and a half days worth of travel. Uh, you don't know how long this journey is. like. No, I mean, like you said, numero dos, so, but we have at least three days travel so far. Just old trip, right? Oh, sorry. I meant this is day one in the marsh. The marsh. Yep. All right. How are your feet feeling? Um, not too bad. They're pretty muddy last night, but, uh, I used my decanter and, you know, took a nice, uh, lovely shower last night. And I feel like I want to get, like, some bark or something off this tree and make you, like, almost snowshoes so you can walk on top of the mush. With them. I mean, is it, like, really, like, like a peat moss kind of spongy, like... On the side of the road it is. On the side of the road? Yeah, it's, it's definitely squishy. Okay, so what we're walking on is more like a gravel kind of mm-hmm. dirt feel. Grab it's very firm, you're not exactly sure what it is, but it's it's something like manufactured stone, not all the way down to gravel cuz gravel would sort of like disperse over time. This is a fairly solid surface, but it's not like you're walking across like a sheet of steel or anything. Like a like a 3/4 inch washed rock. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not, like set together not somehow. class five class five not class five it's kind of no. like a sandy mix right I, th- I think we could really get into this like really talk about the material <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean what do you guys think what do you is it gonna be uh probably not a class five probably river rock on top of class five well have you, have you guys ever worked with fines before you know it's like the dust basically when they grind up to make the class five well, and other stuff well, it could be crushed rock where you get some kind of rock and some of the fines in there so mm-hmm. when it gets wet then it kind of you know that's really cements that there. Cement. yeah that turns that into gives concrete. me goosebumps even thinking about that shit like the fine gravel uh-huh. dust oh. why you mean why Gentlemen, mm-hmm. day two has dawned upon you, and we resume down the road. Feel pretty good about today. Today's going to be a good <clears throat> day. Right, guys? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's a level of enthusiasm uh, the I can get into. In the words of the Immortal Ice Cube, today will be a good day. Right. You're not even going to have to use your AK. Let's roll out. So deep, put it. Roscoe, why don't you give me the first roll of the day? That was a great, great song, though. Uh, on a tangent, somebody tried to figure out what actual day his good day was, and they think they figured it out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I think Ice Cube actually said what day it was in an interview once, though. But I remember the thing you were talking about. It's like, it was on this. The Knicks and this person only played one time yep. during this season. And the Goodyear blimp was in Los Angeles for such and such a reason. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty amazing, because I guess I never really thought about that song as being about a good day. Like, especially thinking about, wait, is it Ice-T or Ice-Cube? Ice-Cube. Ice-Cube, like, I mean, I guess he did, but it just seems weird to picture him, like, getting home and being like, it was a good day. <laughs> Man, this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> just and counting his blessings. Oh, and then he's just like, I better write this down. God, like, this I guess day. it was a good day. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, the first thing that happens to you guys on that roll of all rolls, as you are strolling down the road, you see a man ahead of you standing on the road. 
Uh, it is a halfling, and uh, it's just kind of like patiently waiting as you guys uh, are approaching. Should we kill it? Yeah, it's probably Chad. <laughs> Chad <laughs> probably Chad. Chad the halfling lich. Oh, okay. oh my god. So how far away are we from it? Uh, let's just say that at this point you are, let's call it 30 feet. So that gives you guys, that gives everybody enough time to do everything, etc. I'm just going to yell, Chad! And see if he turns around. Oh, he's facing you. He's watching oh. you guys approach. He <laughs> 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 just stare him right in the face. Chad! <laughs> so, okay. Well, <laughs> like, you, yell, you yell Chad at him and he just kind of like cocks his head a little bit and goes, and you just hear him go, no? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say, hey, Chad. <laughs> he's giving you a somewhat concerned look, wondering if maybe the cold has gone to your head. You're Chad, right? Ah, uh, you're Chad. You have any money? Are you guys getting close enough to talk to him? I think so, aren't we? He can't hear us. Well, I mean, you're 30 feet away. You'd be shouting at that at somebody at that distance. Well, it's only crazy people on the street. Chad, Chad, you got it, buddy? Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, buddy. I feel like it's the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer's making the weird noises to get Joe DiMaggio. Chad! <laughs> 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 But I was just re-listening to that episode where you talked about that the last time. It's like episode 50-something <laughs> or other. Repeating ourselves, so no. Yeah, we tend to do that. It adds a consistency to the universe that we make the same stupid jokes every 25 episodes. <laughs> so, yeah. um... I will walk towards... Uh, right, you're getting a very non-hostile vibe from this person, by the way. Does he have anything of value on this person? Are you going to ask him that, or are you just going to go up and start frisking him, or... No, just what I see visually. Mm, you can see that he's wearing a, well, for a halfling, fairly large, uh, bulky overcoat that appears to have some things in it, but you can't tell what those things are from this distance. Oh, let's walk up to him. Ask yeah. him what he's up to. What I brings him out this way? Uh, Roscoe asks, what brings you out this way? And he goes, well, I'm a merchant. Oh, what have you for sale? I have a variety of items for you. May we take a look? Yes, you may. And with that, he opens his overcoat towards you. <laughs> Is he naked underneath there? <laughs> 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 he starts doing helicopters. <laughs> but he has legitimate merchandise on the inside of the coat. <laughs> <laughs> he uses, that's what he uses to display his magic rings. <laughs> what if he was doing fucking Stan Mars like the cock magic? He's like, and you're she over here. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, I'm going to show you guys the list of what he has on him, but I'll give a quick description for the folks at home. He's got 50 feet of hemp and rope, some caltrops, a crowbar, a bunch of parchment, he has three different varieties of healing potions, Greater, Superior, and Supreme. And he has an item uh, called an Emerald Mouse. Uh, this is a, like, oh shit, I can't remember the name of it. One of those little statues that can come to life, basically. Uh, upon uttering the command word, it can turn into a small mouse for up to eight hours. The mouse speaks common. It can be dismissed before the eight hours are up. And once dismissed, it cannot be summoned again for five days. Any of you familiar with the uh, Driz Dorden books from R.A. Salvatore? This would be like Guinevere the uh, fucking panther, the cat. I can't remember what kind of cat it is. Or like the stacking goats or several other magic items. 
So these are the things that are for sale. Feel free to uh, peruse and tell me if you want to make purchases from from Babylon the Merchant. I'm kind of interested in that mouse. I don't see a real practical use for that mouse. I do. Okay. <laughs> do you want do you want to know what it is? Well, I do have a polymorph spell that I can use on other things. So if I have that mouse, then I turn it into a mouse or whatever. I think I could potentially polymorph it into a T-Rex for that time. I don't see a reason why you couldn't do that, much to my chagrin. <laughs> oh, that would actually can. be pretty awesome. Solid. Okay. Yeah. I have nothing... I see nothing else in there, and I'm assuming nothing is on this parchment paper. It's just regular parchment. It's just plain paper, yeah. Naked guy sucks. Man, healing potions are really fucking expensive. Yes, they are. I followed... I can't remember which guideline on what pricing should be for those. But... Greater healing for 300, superior healing for 4,500, and uh, supreme healing for 25,000 gold. So we do have about $33,000 in the coffers. Well, if you feel that's going to be a practical use, I think the 8,000 would be a wise purchase. Should we? I feel like that supreme healing potion's pretty expensive, but I feel like we bought one or two of those superior ones, that might not be a bad investment. We have the money, and we're not really using it for much, so... I don't think that uh, that's a very good value proposition. That's fair. What about this other crap, then, like parchment, or...? I think that we should buy some parchment. You think so? Yes. Alright, how many sheets? He's got 20, should we buy them all? Yeah, might as well, what the fuck. Alright. What about the rope? Everybody has see if I have rope in my... I have rope in my inventory. I, I believe I have a crowbar also. I forgot, what are caltrops? Caltrops are like a little... It's basically like a sharpened four-sided dice you throw down and makes difficult and hurdy terrain. Just a bunch of Legos. <laughs> yeah, bag of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> More like a... When I hear caltrops, I think like jacks. Yeah, yes. just, I called them like a... On, on uh, Normandy Beach for the stopping tanks. Tank traps? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so we're gonna... I would like those in my inventory as well. The cow traps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the rope? Are there any interest in the rope? I have rope in my inventory. I do I assume well. you guys also. I also have a crowbar in my inventory. Me too. Um, Alright, so we'll take the cow traps, the parchment, and none of the potions in the mouse. Yes, none of the potions, and we will take the mouse. All right, you're practically cleaning me out here, boys. So, 8035 dollars Gold pieces. All right, there you go. All right. Sure, I can't interest you boys in one of these healing potions? Um, you know what would be really nice is if you give me 8035 gold pieces. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty please <laughs> still a no <laughs> can i persuade this guy to give me eight thousand gold pieces uh that's gonna be a dc 50 persuasion check <laughs> <laughs> so i cannot remember we don't have any of our animal companions on this trip with us do we none were brought with you this time can't remember if i joked if i brought luduna the pocket pig or not i'm gonna ask this guy have you ever heard of chad chad the uh chad the lich i just for no reason at all my head went to you ever listen to Guar? 
There's the song Vlad the Impaler, and I was thinking Chad. Chad. Chad the Impaler. <laughs> anyway. Um, just, oh, yeah. I sure, sure do know who Chad is. He's a big fancy lich guy that runs that uh, town down the road. You sell anything to him? Uh, I, don't, don't let the likes of a little merchant like me in there. What are you doing around here? You get much business? Oh, I get enough to survive. Does anybody come back this way? Well, every once in a while you get somebody who goes up and down the road, and mostly it's people going in, but yes, and here and there. Do very many people make it this far along the road? Well, it kind of depends on the person that you're talking about, but necromancers seem to have a fine time of it. I'm going to take out that book that we stole from the lady. I'm going to show this book to him and be like, hey, do you recognize this book at all? Uh, does he recognize that book? Let's does, see if he does. Does he open it? <laughs> he's going to look at the outside cover, um, and he says, yeah, it didn't look familiar. It's a book of foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty gross. How about <laughs> the inside? <laughs> <laughs> like it open in his face. Are you actually going to do that? Well, we decided we can't do that. It has to be someone. He tried to do that on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so you, you flick it open and he kind of like glances at it and then looks away. He's like, I don't know why you're doing that. You're weird. You're weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> tip the old hat to you, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, down, down, down the road. Are uh, there any other merchants around here that you know of? Yeah, well, I'm about the only one that works this part of the road. Oh, okay. Well, good day to you, sir. Good day. Good day to you, boys. Have a good one. He uh, recloses his uh, trench coat looking thing and starts sauntering on down the road. Puts his wiener away and <laughs> tucks it in, moves it along. <laughs> they do the <laughs> Buffalo Bill tuck dance. He's <laughs> in the middle of the road <laughs> while he's waiting. Did you guys ever see, there's, a, there's an artist that was doing like weird mixtures based on people's names of like art things. And uh, one of them was Buffalo Bill Cosby. Just Google Buffalo Bill Cosby in an image search. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> Is it Cosby in a sweater doing a tuck dance? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's some artist that did a bunch of them. I don't remember what the other ones were. That was the only one that uh, really stood out. Huh. Buffalo Bill is the combination of three real-life serial killers. Ed Gein, who skinned his victims. Ted Bundy, who used the cast on his hand as a bait to convince women to get into his van. And Gary Heidnick, who kept the women he kidnapped in a pit in his basement. That's a bunch of things that I never knew before, and I don't know that my life is enriched for knowing. Anywho, we are on to Melvin... Why don't you give me the next roll for hour two of day two? Run it. 17. 17 is enough to pass. Kolvik. 20. That's enough to pass. They see me, Kolvik. They hate me. Roscoe? Six. Six is enough to potentially have a thing happen. Let's see what happens on that there roll. As you are roaming down the road, a specter appears on the road ahead of you, hovering in the mist. She beckons you forward as you approach. When you are close enough, she speaks. Noble adventurers, please heed my call. The tomb of my family has been corrupted by one of the filthy necromancers that plague these lands. I need some brave few such as yourselves to cleanse it 
that we may rest in peace again. Do this for me, and I shall bequeath to you the staff of Asterion, our family's greatest treasure. So she says to you, what would you like to do? I'm not inclined to go after the staff. What What would you do with the staff? Um, that's You're asking her, what would you do with the staff? Yeah. Mm, she says, it is a magical staff of great power. I was just trying to get her to say that she was going to bequeath it to us again. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I sure I'll bequeath it. <laughs> <laughs> After getting my my cleric on, I feel like I really hate undead things. I almost want to go find this necromancer just to wipe him out by the power of Hiaya. How do you feel about this? Like you you don't like necromancers, or you don't like like evil, the ghosts? Evil uh, undead things. Oh. Well, I don't think I really like her either. I don't like her attitude. I don't like her specter face. I don't like her specter body. Specter. Do we have any sense if this uh, ghost is evil? I uh, will have you make an insight roll. Did you just, like, fart? As <laughs> that was the quietest, squeakiest fart. Uh, I got an 11. An 11? Um, you don't really get a clear sense. I mean, she's, like effectively an undead thing you know being a, a raised up spirit but um, you're not getting like a clear picture of you know is she good or evil or neutral or anything okay um I don't know let's I don't care we can go kill that necromancer like how many how many necromancers are we talking about here uh, she goes on to describe that the necromancers are no longer there but their foul leavings are oh bowel leavings. Undead turds. <laughs> the most foulest kind. <laughs> Hail and well met VGAT fans. Thanks for joining us. About the only new and exciting thing I have to report is that I'm working on getting our fourth commissioned artwork piece going. Sounds like that should be done within a month or so here, so I'll let you know when that's ready to go. Other than that, we're getting close to another recap episode. If anyone has opinions on those and how they're going, let us know. You can also let us know if you have any questions you'd like addressed or looked into during that recap. We'd be happy to answer anything you got. I wanted to take a quick moment to express our thanks to Brian, Emily, Steve, Zach, Victor, Mr. Seistrup, Kathy, John, Gerg Markey, Jody, Ella Weasel, Chad, Bay Area Beer Socials, otherwise known as Babs, Aaron, and Nerd Kent for their support of the show. Not only do you help pay our regular monthly bills and what have you, but you're also directly responsible for the Expecto Steve art we recently commissioned from Megaton, as well as the upcoming piece. We're super grateful for all of you. We're also very grateful to everyone who's taken time out of their busy lives to leave us ratings and reviews. It goes a long ways towards introducing new people to the show, and we're always grateful for that. And to each and every one of you who's listened to this little labor of love and put up with all of our farts and feeble attempts at storytelling, thank you. My wife just reminded me the other day that I said I would be happy if 10 people downloaded our show, and well, we're well past that. So, thanks. Alright, I feel like I've kissed enough ass for one day, and it was delicious. Let's return to our journey on down the road.
So how far away is this tomb? Uh, with that, when you ask that question, she sort of like uh, <laughs> gestures off to the south and just starts drifting in that direction. Mm. Yeah, screw so, it. Let's go yeah, do so it. There'd be walking involved. Yeah, I'm not lazy. I'd be definitely go ahead. You're all charged up, man. I'm all yeah. charged up. Okay. Ross, Joe, Joe, Crystal. Are you on board? I don't know. You don't know? It's gonna stay here. Come on. Exude, give me a sign. Should we chase down this fucking ghost? Um, Exude doesn't really have, like, power here. Oh, no, you guys have got that stone, though. Texture uh, message. Hey. So you gonna... The text you up? stone? <laughs> <laughs> you up, comma, kill necromancer, question mark? <laughs> kill toads? Is there an emoji that you can put along with that? <laughs> let's see what uh, let's see what happens here. Um, you do not get a timely response from Exude. All right, let's go. All right. All right. That's a game with our little side quest. I'm happy we did the side quest just for the map. Yeah, it's pretty outstanding. Oh yeah, we didn't know there was a map involved. Good thing we decided to do this. So you guys are led a little ways away to a traditional crypt-ish sort of building, you know, like a, a a small box of a building. The ghost opens the doors and points down the steps and then sort of fades away into the mist. As you walk down into the crypt, you discover that uh, there are like four side exits and then one big room that's straight ahead of you. As you reach the bottom landing of this crypt, a crackling blue wall of energy appears behind you, sealing you into the tomb. And it is at that moment that the four rooms, which you now realize are full of ghosts, have caught your attention and uh, vice versa. So the first thing we're going to do is have you guys roll me up some initiative. It's a trap! Trap! It's a trap! Good thing we're invincible. <laughs> Colvick, tell me about your initiative roll. I got a 19 plus a 3 would be a 22. Excellent roll. Roscoe, tell me about yours. This is the only even prime number. 2. Melvin, tell me about yours. It's 7 plus 2. And all you fuckers making well, me do this math. Why don't you do your initiative as well? It can't be just 2. Oh, yeah, you're right. Your dex bonus? No, my initiative. Your initiative and your dex bonus are the same thing. Or they should they should calculate. They the are same the same thing. thing. I was yeah. unaware that they were intertwined. They, that just is what it is. Your initiative is your dexterity bonus. So you guys are up to the point where you can see to the. Um, let's just say that up is north on this map because that's always traditional. So there is a northwest, southwest, southeast, and northeast room. Each of those rooms has eight ghosts in it and there is a big glowing blue gem in the center and i'm gonna do the ghosts um basically there are four colors of ghosts and just for ease of initiative order i'm gonna do all of the ghosts of a particular color in in uh one turn and uh that'll be the blue ghosts the pink ghosts the red ghosts and the orange ghosts but kolvik it is your turn first all right um, I, do we see these glowing, um, you said things in between the ghosts? 
Yeah, yeah, the ghosts are a little uh, sort of ethereal, so you can see through them to see these big gems. Can I determine if these, what these gems are from where I'm at? Uh, you can take a gander for sure. Why don't you give me a perception roll? Down a perception. Uh, 27. Damn! That is a hell of a perception roll. Mm. Uh, with that great of a perception roll, you can feel through the air and perceive in all kinds of wonderful ways that these gems are what are powering the magical barrier keeping you in this place. Okay. Well, uh, old-timey zero-point module kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have to destroy them or touch them. That's kind of... I'd feel like we'd probably have to destroy them. Uh, with a 27, I'll give you that. You can just, you're can you going to have to destroy them to get out. Touch it. <laughs> You're going to have to touch it with your wiener. Touch the butt. Okay, I'm going to use my flame strike on the gym itself to the right of me. And that would be to the east of me at a fifth level. And so that's going to be a DC 17 to, I think, in a 10-foot radius of that area. Is uh, Oh, flame strike is like an area of effect thing? Yeah, each creature in a 10-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder, make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 46 fire damage and 46 radiant damage on a failed. Ah, damn. Dang. Wow. 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 Touch it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually really happy to see that when people interact with, like, the weird things we do like wow somebody just commented that today on a mm-hmm. movie do it i'm like all right that's stuck <laughs> that one's stuck wow. wow 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 so the very first thing that happens is you deliver uh what is that a total of 34 damage to this gem and it shatters and obliterates so the whole oh. force field behind you is Slightly weaker, though still not penetrable. And then the remaining individuals are going to do some saves. Uh, So that's a fail. That's a fail. That's a success. That's a fail. So the only ones to pass, I'm going to say, are the pink ones. So they're only going to take... I want to say they're 34, so that'd be 17. Mm -hmm. Arabata else gonna take that full 34 mm-hmm. and you can tell the ones that took 34 are bloodied bloody ghost yeah you know, figuratively speaking bloodied that's even more terrifying this specter you see red just coming out and drenching them all right that's a whole bunch of damage done on that their first round what would you like to do with your bonus action and or movement i'm gonna stick right where i'm at gonna plug up the hole on that map mm-hmm very good. Uh, the blue ghosts are going to go next. And there is a total of eight of them. But bear with me while this all happens. They're all stuck. Oh, I'm sorry. actually did the wrong amount of damage here. Give me one second. Been very little farts tonight. And it has been a I've pretty... I've one here and there. They're all quiet, though. They had a big grumble. Noticed that. Kick fight, it really hasn't came through for us yet. <laughs> oh, somebody put that in uh, the last review that we got. <laughs> the best thing to come out of Kickfarter. That was a good review. So number one. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to happen right away. 
So, Roscoe, I need you to make a charisma saving throw for me. 23. Alright, that is an excellent saving throw, and you avoided being possessed. Oh my god. Uh, second one is going to do what is called Horrifying Visage. Each non-undead creature within a 60 foot uh, 60 feet of that ghost that can see it must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. If the fail saves by five or more, the target also ages 1d4 times 10 years. A frightened target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the frightened condition on its uh, on itself on a success. Blah, blah, blah. And this is kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where if it's uh, once you are, once you either save or get out of the effect, you're immune to it for 24 hours. Uh, so... You stay aged? Yeah, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not going to do the fucking aging thing, because unless you, like, die from the aging, there's no negative effects to aging in D&D, so I've always thought that was kind of a weird one. Um, so I'm just going to ignore that effect. I'm going to choose, as the DM, to ignore that effect. Baby Colvick comes out to fight. So we all after all? Uh, so this is actually the sort of, like, southern... Southern. <laughs> it is ping bong, ping bong. It is the southernmost one in the northwest room. And yeah, actually, I would say all of you guys have line of sight to that one. So each of you give me a wisdom saving throw. 16. Pass. 26. Pass. And 9. Fail. <laughs> Melvin, you are frightened. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Uh, so if you look in that, like, the one that just moved there. I'm gonna, uh, uh, I'm gonna try to spend a luck point here and see if I can re-roll this. Oh, go ahead. See what happens. Come on. Luck point. Uh, okay, I re-rolled and I got a two. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you don't have a modifier on wisdom? Yeah, I rolled a one and, oh. then, I, <laughs> and then I added one to one. With the dumbest wizard. <laughs> I mean, if you want it to age 1d4 times 10 years, you certainly can, but it's, it doesn't have any actual effect on the game. Nope, I'm just scared now. <laughs> <laughs> I love laughter that's like, ha fart. <laughs> oh Alright. So, that means Melvin is afraid for one minute. One minute? Do I uh, roll on that every turn, or I'm just scared for one minute? You can roll on it every turn, so you'll basically make that, that save. At the end of your turn, you'll make that save. Okay. Uh, and because there's, like, the big blue wall behind you of crackling energy and where that thing is positioned, uh, which I just kind of clicked on right there. Um, basically, you can't move anywhere. You're stuck where you are, because there's nowhere you can move that isn't closer to that thing. Gotcha. Okay. All right. On to dude number three. Mm -mm -mm. That ghost is going to scoot down into the hallway here, get up next to Kolvik, and is going to... Uh, successfully hit you with a 20. Uh, can you hand me that bag of dice? I don't like that sound. 
<laughs> yeah, that's one of those awesome things. The DM reaches for more dice. <laughs> Ooh, rumbly. Are those your parts? you turning in the chair. Like the... Good grief. Storms are coming. We <laughs> <laughs> <I can't... laughs> got thunder snow up there. <laughs> Uh, Kolvik, you are going to take, that was a one, you're going to take 12 plus Don't three. pluses. Uh, you're going to take 15 necrotic damage. 15 necrotic. Yeah, and remember necrotic isn't like special in any way. It doesn't, it's not like a hit point reduction automatically. Okay. And then he's going to back away. Uh, the next dude is going to fill that spot. Well, boys, it looks like I led you down the wrong direction here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna first see if it can do its cool move, and it can't. Uh, that is a critical hit uh, against you. So that'll be. 19 times 2 is 38, plus 3 is 41 damage. You guys keep telling me I can't kill you. We're invincible, it's fine. Nice. Uh, next up. Well, this guy can't actually get in range anyway, but he's going to get as close as he can. Uh, next one... Going to get to there. Next one is going to get to there. Next one is going to get to there, because none of those guys have anything ranged. Uh, so, that's all the blue dudes. Now we move on to the pink dudes. Uh, the first pink one is going to get up in Roscoe's grill. Try and make an attack. That's going to be a miss with a 11. Next one's just gonna get close. This one is gonna get up in Roscoe's grill as well. And hit with a 23. Roscoe, that's gonna be 18 damage for you. Uh, Kolvik, there's another one in front of you now. Uh, that's gonna hit you with a 24. And you're gonna take uh, 15, 18 damage. That guy's gonna get to there. That guy's gonna get to there. That guy's gonna get to there. And that's all the pink ones. Next up is the red ones. Basically, none of the red ones can get close enough to actually attack. So now it is up to Melvin. And I roll for that thing at the end of my turn. At the end of your turn. So you can still attack and do a bunch of other things as normal, uh, but you cannot move from where you are. Oh, and you do have disadvantage on your ability checks and attack rolls. Well, I've not tried this spell before, but let's see what happens. I'm going to cast uh, Chain Lightning. Ooh. Which is an six-level spell. <laughs> Hot diggity. You cast a Bolt of Lightning that arcs toward our target of choice. You can see within range. Three bolts then leap from that target to as many as three other targets, each of which must be within 30 feet of the first target. Target can be a creature or object, can be targeted by only one of the bolts. Let's make a dexterity saving throw. The target takes 10d8 lightning damage on a failed save, or uh, half as much damage on a successful one. Sweet baby Jesus. 10d8? Mm-hmm. So that is going to be a total of four things get hit by this? Yeah, so one, and then three bolts arc out from the first one. Okay. Uh, which ones would you like to hit? Um... And then I would say basically there's like three pink and one blue ghost 
that are all sort of like within reach, and you can reach past your team members and then duck back. So I'll just shoot the one that I think's in front of Roscoe. Okay. And then do you want to just do like the three that are continuing west behind it? Um, I'd like to do the three that are basically directly around us, so. Oh, sure. Yeah, so there's, there's essentially four, because there's like a 10-foot wide hallway with five-foot wide hallways coming off of it. So there are uh, four there that you could zap pretty easily. Cool. Uh, and it's a DC what saving throw? 18? E- for me, yes, a DC 18. For me to poop on. Fail. 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 Roll me up. 8d10 or 10d8 or whatever the fuck it was. 10d8. A lot of d8. And uh, do you want me to roll that twice for a disadvantage? <laughs> do I get disadvantage on damage <laughs> rolls? Uh, no, because you're not doing an ability check or a attack roll. You're just doing a thing that makes oh, okay. other things get hit. So that would be 40 damage then. 40 stinking damage for these dudes. Um, I am also going to let you know that one of the things that you've seen so far is that all of the kinds of damage that you guys have done don't seem to be as effective as you hoped they would be. Mechanically, what is happening here is that these things have resistances to quite a few different types of damage. All these things suck. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, the ones that you just attacked, the blue ghost that is to the east is getting pretty fucked up. Uh, as is the pink one that is immediately south of Kolvik. Uh, the other two are not quite too bloodied. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Hmm. Um, no, I don't think there's much I can do. I can't go anywhere. And yeah, that's it. I'm done. All right. Should I roll for my frightening? Yes, you should. You have disadvantage, by the way. Wrong dice. Uh, Actually, no, that's not an ability check, so just roll the one dice. My bad. Uh, that was a... What kind of a roll is this? Wisdom? Wisdom, so that's a 13. 13 is enough to save. Yay. You're immune to being frightened by that particular ghost. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> right. For 24 hours. I'm not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> it's that scene in the movie where, like, you know... the the hero grows up just enough. All right, Roscoe, it is over to your turn. Hmm. I am going to use water elemental. Oh, 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 oh. Water elemental joins the fight. Totally drop some beans down here. <laughs> Might have to. I feel like our last district. <laughs> Fuck it. Just throw a handful of beans. That's your death blossom. <laughs> I think. I think we are gonna die. I got you guys pretty close with that first encounter, and this is definitely stronger. Uh, I think we're screwed because we have no, there, we have no real weapons against the ghosts here. <laughs> what Unless, we, what I'm, did we call? I'm hoping for a Kolvik here to pull some rabbits out of his hat. Uh, yeah, I suppose word of recall, by the way, is like uh, your <laughs> ultimate oh shit. You have to make the walk again, but <laughs> <laughs> you pop back into existence, back in Andon, and fucking exudes just like the fuck. <laughs> Didn't I send you guys to? Okay. Anywho, let's uh, let's get on back into it. Get back to killing you fuckers. Is fire not effective? 
there was I. Well, I, I tried that fire wall, and I mean, it hurt him. But I was kind of went straight forward. Uh, so far, you guys have done lightning damage and thunder damage. Uh, sorry, it's th- uh, lightning damage and fire damage, both of which didn't seem as effective as they should have been. But it is over to you, Roscoe. And I released a water elemental, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta put that on the map somehow here. <laughs> Hang on. To find a decent... Uh, let's just go with classic pooping dog. Uh, so the only real space for this dude to appear... Well, where do you want to try and throw him? Are these, like, specters where you can kind of go through them? Uh, they are partially ethereal where they can they can choose to pass through things. But we can't just straight up walk through them? Uh, no, because they would, like, attack you or they can physically impact you. I would try to throw him here. Okay. So you're throwing that... Uh, I'm sorry, which kind of was it again? Water? Water. It was a water elemental. Let me get some stats up for a water elemental. A water elemental has 114 hit points. Boy, and they can really swim. 114 hit points and an armor class of 14. And let's just give him a roll for initiative. Uh, I'm going to say with that roll, they're just going to go right behind you, Roscoe. Okay. You have summoned a water elemental. What else would you like to do with your turn? Uh, I believe that's an action to smash that thing, right? So I may not attack. There's really nothing else I can do. Uh, what I would suggest for you in, uh, in this scenario is maybe take the dodge action. Or no, that's an action. But can't you do that as you I your... can take a bonus action. That's part of my... I can do that as a... Not uncanny dodge. Uh, cunning action. Yeah. Uh, so that gives people, what, disadvantage against you, if I recall? No. I can take a bonus action on each of my turns in combat. This action can be used only to take the dash, disengage, or hide action. Oh, all right. Never mind. Well, then, we're going to move our way over to the orange dudes, of which there are still four. Let's just do that, 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 that. Essentially, none of them are within reach except for this one guy who's going to sneak around the backside because they can pass through walls and shit what with being ghosts and all and it is going to randomly decide which of the three of you to attack and that is going to be melvin melvin you are going to get a how did that guy get in there they can pass through walls stupid ghost seriously i mean they're ghosts what a clock ghost uh, do, 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 but he's going to miss you with only a 10 on that attack roll. But I am going to go ahead and do that reaction for the shield. And Blow. Do it up. Attack him back for a natural 20. Diggity dang. So what is that for 20? You get to double damage, is that right? You double the dice, but not the bonus. Okay, so we'll do the dice and then do the bonus and then do the divine strike. All right. What, uh, so Divine Strike is um, radiant damage, right? Yes. And then your regular attack is just bludgeoning. Just bludgeoning. Okay. But it is a magical weapon. We're looking at 5, double that, be 10, plus 1d8, 16. 
16, and then what's the plus bonus on that? That was it, straight up 16. That was with everything. Uh, isn't it like, so you did 1d8 and you rolled a 5, right? I did a 1d8 plus the 4 or something. Let's see, let me just look at that white one. Because the plus, you don't get to double. Gotcha, okay. There's a 1d4, that would be the plus. Okay, so it'd be... (laughs) 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 Oh man, that had some duration. (laughs) That'd just be one less, so 15. All right. You notice, by the way, let's say that you can all notice this, that that attack had about the normal amount of efficacy. Look like and radiant. And magical bludgeoning. Mm-hmm. So those two types of damage seem okay. Uh, all right, so that gets us through all of the orange dudes. Now the water elemental gets to go. Oh, that happened in a weird order. Whatever, I'm just going to leave it there. What would a water elemental want to do on its turn? It gets to make two slam attacks. Actually, it can also try to whelm. Each creature in the element's space must make a DC 15 strength saving throw. On a failure, target takes 13 bludgeoning damage. Uh, I don't think this attack makes sense to do against ghosts because the big part of it is grappling it. And uh, ghosts can't be grappled. So it is going to take two slam attacks <laughs> uh, 2d8 plus 4 uh, let's see let's first see if it hits it's a miss on the first one it's a hit on the second one where are my d8's at there we go so that is going to be a total of 10 damage to the ghost that's right in front of it and that gets uh, a little bit of attention towards your water elemental Round two. Kolvik, what would you like to do? Would I know if necrotic damage would be any sort of effect on these creatures? Why don't you give me a... I never know what the right role for knowing shit is. Uh, What's the role for knowing shit? A knowing shit check? Because it always seems to vary, or at least the way that I've always ended up playing it, is it varies by, like, the type of thing that you're trying to know. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I do, like, I'm not sure if healing myself will really do a whole lot if they're just going to keep slapping us. You know what? Let's just do this as an insight check. Or not insight. Fucking, what am I thinking of here? Perception, maybe? History? Investigation? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Nature? Let's just do it as a perception check. That works. In- oh, fucking. <laughs> I got- Sounds like you don't know shit. I got ten. Episode 75, Lordy, These Ghosts, was released on March 17th, 2019. I'm running out of ways to ask you to join us again next week for more... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! I've been playing Grand Theft Auto V. If you, like, there's, when you switch into one of the three characters, like, different things happen when you do that.
There's one where you switch into Trevor. He's like the crazy guy in that game. Mm-hmm. And he's riding down the freeway on a scooter with another guy, drunkard and shit, saying, Scooter Bros! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> CCR's playing. <laughs> nice! Scooter Bodies!